Hey y'all, welcome or welcome back to Light the World, a podcast for young Christians on a mission to light the world. Over here we talk about life, love, and Jesus Christ, period. Today we're going to be talking about lukewarm Christianity and I really hope y'all ready to get into this topic because this is something that I've been thinking about for a minute and it's something that's really pressing, but this is episode one, so you know, this is the first time I'm really getting into a topic for real you know my last video was just a little trailer um so i do want to lay out the format of this this podcast how i'm gonna start my podcast i want to start my podcast every single episode off with a song for y'all as christians like it's it's important that we listen to music that is you know spirit feeling and uplifting and not you know toxic so i want to give y'all a song before i get into every topic today's song is changed by jeffrey golden you know i can't really put the music in here because i don't want to get copyrighted but i'll put up the you know the picture so y'all can see him and um, if you've never heard this song, I want y'all to go add it to your playlist because it's a banger. Like, I love this song. This is one of my favorite gospel songs. I'm a playlist girly. I'm a DJ low-key and I have hecka playlist. So I'm gonna put my praise playlist and my Christian R&B playlist in the description box of this episode so y'all can add it to y'all playlist and get right. I'm gonna make one on Spotify soon, but for now, it's just an Apple Music. I'm an Apple Music girl, okay? Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I'm gonna make my Spotify playlist, um soon and uh, once i do that y'all will know without further ado let's get into this topic of lukewarm christianity okay now this topic can get a little bit uncomfortable because it prompts us to turn the mirror back on ourselves and really do some introspection and some self-reflection takes it takes honesty and accountability right to talk about this but nonetheless it's an important conversation to have because in these times especially in these times there shouldn't be any room for confusion no gray area none of that we shouldn't be compromising our faith None of that. This is not the time to be playing around. So, you know, we got to talk about the things that actually matter, right? Once upon a time, I was a lukewarm Christian. <laughs> and that's why I feel equipped to talk about this because I'm really just talking about my past self. You feel me? I'm just kind of bonking myself. I'm bonking my past self on the head. Like, girl, this used to be you. And I could personally attest to the dangers of it and why it's just not the place to be. Um, I'm sure anybody else that was once a lukewarm Christian can also attest to the dangers of it. What is a lukewarm Christian? A lukewarm Christian is pretty much somebody that conforms to a watered down version of Christianity. They do not adhere to true Christianity. They pick and choose what they wanna follow, right? They do not have a relationship with God. They got one foot in the door and one foot out. One hand with God, one hand in the world. And really you can't have, you can't serve two masters. So that's just basically what a lukewarm Christian is. Fun fact for anybody that don't know, I am a preacher's kid. Yes, I'm a PK. That is, that might be news to some, some of y'all. I'm a PK. <laughs> I really do not share this often because, well, one, I don't feel like I need to. Like, I'm not finna just walk around shouting from the rooftops. I'm a preacher's kid. My dad's a preacher. I grew up in the church. Like, if you know, you know. And if you don't, then you don't really need to know. But now y'all know because it applies to this topic. But yeah, I grew up in the church. I am a preacher's kid. I, I, ooh, my, I popped out the womb going to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. Sometimes on Saturday, sometimes Monday through Friday. Like, I was that kid. Like, I was really in the church for real. Another reason I really don't like talking about or sharing with people that I'm a preacher's kid is because there's a stigma around preacher's kids, I feel like. Um, as soon as you tell somebody you're a preacher's kid, they look at you like, oh, you one of those. Oh, I heard about you. Oh, I heard about y'all. <laughs> like, preacher's kids get crazy. Preacher's kids are wild. Ooh, what you be doing? But yeah, so maybe that's another reason why I never shared that part of my identity with a, a lot of people because... I ain't want to be judged. Judged and scrutinized for every little mistake I made. You know how people be on the internet. You know how people be in real life. People just like to judge you. And I've experienced a lot of judgment from people in the church, but I'm getting off track. See, this is why I wrote these notes down because I be getting off track. I just wanted to let y'all know, I 
grew up really like in the church for real. I'm talking about we used to do devotions before school. My memory sucks, but I feel like we did these devotions in middle school. So we will wake up at the crack of dawn, like 5, 6 a.m. Before we even took a shower and brushed our teeth, bro, to do devotions, bro. Like I'm talking about me and my whole family, we in a circle, reading the Bible, praying, talking about the Lord every single morning. It was not a game. We was that family and it really did instill a lot of you know, values in me that I still carry with myself to this day. But yep, I was that kid. And even though I had the fundamentals down, you feel me? I knew how to pray. I could recite any Bible verse to you. Okay. I knew the Bible stories. Um, I knew God to an extent. I would go to church every Sunday. Like I said, front row, mind you, would be on the front row because my dad's a preacher. So, you know, the preacher's family got to sit in the front row. All that. I was doing all that. But at the same time, I was still doing what I wanted to do, right? Like any normal teenager would. I feel like before I got to high school, I was a, I was cool in my walk, you know? I don't know if I was ever on fire, but like I was I was better when I was younger, if that makes any sense. And then I got to high school and I just kind of went like that, you know what I'm saying? A lot of just, ooh, just a lot of stuff began to be thrown my way, you know what I'm saying? And I got into, I fell into peer pressure bad, like badly. Um, and if you're not firm in your faith, you will fall hard. You will fall hard every single time. But to be, to be honest, like I used to be acting up low key. Like I got into a good amount of stuff that I wasn't supposed to be dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Like the typical teenage things, you feel me? Not living the way that God wanted me to live. Not living the way I knew God wanted me to live. And Ooh, but I thought I was that one. I thought I was that one at like 16, 17, like girl, sit down. Looking back, I realized that living as a lukewarm Christian was so unfulfilling. Like it sends a message to God that you don't fully love nor trust nor care about him. When we live as lukewarm Christians, it's like we want to do right. But at the same time, we think our way is better. So we just do what we want to do. We think our way is right. We know what the Bible says, right? But at the same time, we still want what the world has to offer. That's a slippery slope because the world ain't got nothing to offer us that is better than what God has to offer us. When I was living as a, as a lukewarm Christian, I knew the word, right? I knew it. I told you I knew it. I just didn't follow it in the way I should have. What's crazy about living in this, this way is like you start to kind of manipulate yourself and live in a delusion. You live in a state of delusion because like I said, I was, I was in my Bible, but I would bend the rules, right? And manipulate the Bible to fit what I wanted. We can't have one hand in the world and one hand in the word. You either in your word and on your walk with God, right? Like this, connected, or you're in the world, lost, roaming, roaming, literally roaming, like you're lost, roaming around like the Israelites was roaming around in the desert for 40 years. You, there's no in between. You're either a sheep or you're a goat. Like you cannot be both. So let me get you some Bible for it. Matthew 6, 24 says, no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. This verse says you cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. I think you can apply this to anything that you put before God. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to yourself. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to alcohol. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to drugs. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to lust. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to sin, period. You cannot be enslaved to sin. And that is, that is it. My podcast is for young people. It's anybody that wants to listen can listen, but I'm really talking to the youth right now because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a young person myself. Um, and I want to just get into how dangerous manipulating the Bible can be. 
because I did a lot of that. And the thing about manipulating the Bible is that you start one place, you start over here, right? And you end up completely off. You start with one thing and it just grows. Now you're manipulating the whole Bible. Let me give you an example of the type of deception that I believed, the type of lies that I told myself to justify the sin that I was in. For example, this is very common, I think. But marijuana technically not even a drug for real because it grows from the ground. And cannabis is a plant, which means it's natural. And doctors use it to heal people, to heal cancer patients. Though if cancer patients can use it to heal themselves, then technically I'm healing myself by using this substance, right? Technically it's medicine. <laughs> That's deception. That's deception. <laughs> like I used to tell myself like, okay, if I take this substance, it will heal my anxiety. If I take this substance, it will give me an appetite and I'll eat more and it will help me gain weight. It's twisted, first of all. That ain't in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. So that's just an example of how dangerous manipulating the world, the word can be, okay? Because you will eventually just keep on watering it down and living according to what you think is right in your own eyes, okay? And a man that lives, a man that does what's right in his own eyes is a fool. Find the verse for you. Proverbs twelve fifteen. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible Classic Edition right now, but the way... It says the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who listens to counsel is wise. So are you going to listen to counsel? Are you going to listen to what the Bible says? Are you going to listen to what a spiritual mentor tells you? Or are you going to listen to what your own brain tells you? During my lukewarm era, if you will, <laughs> the spirit was in me, but it was extremely suppressed because I was voluntarily feeding my flesh. I wasn't even trying to fight back. I low-key wanted to sin. Like, it was fun to me, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Led to destruction very fast. Very fast. Going nowhere fast. The thing about lukewarm Christians, I feel like they make true Christians look bad. Like, if I tell somebody I'm a Christian, if I tell somebody I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm a believer, right? My faith is strong. And they see me outside doing the same stuff they do. They gonna be confused. They see me at the club every weekend, getting drunk to the point where I can't even walk on my own two feet. I gotta be held up. They see me speaking real profanely, you know, just doing everything but what a child of God should be doing. They probably gonna be in their head like, that's what a Christian is like? That's how Christians get down? Oh, okay, Christians get hang for real. Christians get hang. We misrepresent Christianity by acting or by being lukewarm. And this is so common. As Christians, we're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ. On this side of life, we should be wearing the full armor of God, walking in light so that everyone can see the goodness of God. As 20-somethings, it's so easy to fall into the trap of deception because there's so much messaging in the media that tells young people to live however they want to live, follow their heart live their best life, YOLO, drink as much as you want, smoke as much as you want, go out there and have an HOE phase, it's your life, do what you want to do, okay, the world is going to do what the world wants to do, because the world is the world, and the world is not of God, right, but the Bible tells us, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, by changing the way you think, then you will know, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God will change the way you think. All of the decisions we make in our lives are defined by the way that we think. They're based on our mind, right? 
I don't want to think like the world. I don't want to think like this world because this world is not of God. This world don't have the same ideas as God. This world doesn't think the same as God. I want to think the way that God thinks. I want to think in a holy way. I want to think in a way that pleases the Lord. Like, I don't care about what the world thinks. I don't care about how the world thinks. I don't even want to be compared to the world. I want to be set apart. We are called to be set apart. I feel like I'm getting a little passionate right now, but we're called to be set apart. We don't even want to look like the world. The world, let the world do what the world want to do, okay? We need to be completely over here. Like, okay, y'all can do that. Y'all can go over there and do that. Y'all be smooth. I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you when I see you. As for me, I'm gonna be over here. I'm gonna kick it with the Lord, okay? <laughs> and bruh, as a 21 year old person saying that, do you know how unpopular that is? Like, oh my gosh, bro. That is so unpopular to say, I'm gonna deny, I'm gonna deny my flesh. I'm gonna deny my sinful nature in, in order to please my heavenly father. It's so unpopular to say, you know what? I'm actually not finna, I'm not finna go out tonight. I'm actually gonna have to say no to that party. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in and watch, watch a few Lifetime movies. <laughs> or, um, you know, I don't, I don't really want to drink that. I, I'm cool on a shot. I'll pass on that shot. I'll pass on that drink. I'll pass on that blunt. I'll pass on whatever. It's so unpopular. When you say stuff like this to people, they be looking at you like you crazy. All I said was, I don't want no alcohol. Like, why are you looking at me like that? Some people won't understand when you make that shift to, you know, trying to live righteously, right? Trying to walk that narrow path. Some people won't understand it and that's okay because not everyone is going to understand it. It takes a lot of maturity, I think, to do some spiritual inventory and, you know, really sit and think about how you live and think like, do I find myself aligning with the world or with God, do I find myself aligning with worldly behaviors or Christian behaviors? You got to ask yourself that. I asked myself that. And the answer, the answer that I had made me get up and stop playing for real. If the way that we're living as Christians looks like the way the world's living, mm, something wrong. We ain't doing something right. And we need to straighten up, get it together. Something need to change. Something got to change. And it's not the world that needs to change. It's us that needs to change. Because the world is going to be the world. The world is the world. Wayward. We need to tighten up, right? And make sure that we are aligning ourselves back with God. All right? Yes, period. Once again, Jesus calls us to be set apart. That's the that's the point of being a Christian, is to be set apart. When Jesus walked this earth, he was set apart, bro. He was set apart. He was so different. He was so different. He was not like any human on this on this planet, right? Um aside from the fact that he had, you know, emotions and limbs and lungs and, you know what I'm saying, teeth and eyes. Like <laughs> he was a human being, but he was set apart. I want to talk about when Jesus delivered the church in Laodicea. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, a stern warning about lukewarm Christianity. This is how much Jesus hates lukewarmness. This is how much God hates lukewarmness. Okay. This is Revelation 3.15. He says, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were just one or the other. Just pick one. That's what he's saying. Just pick one. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot or cold, I will spit you out my mouth. He will spit you out of his mouth. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of the verse that, um, I'm forgetting the verse right now. I'm going to put it up though. It says um, something about, um, when we, uh, uh, get to judgment day, the, the fact that a lot of believers will stand before God and say, you know, I prophesied in your name. I told people about you. I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. And 
God will say, you know, away from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. Can you imagine? He will spit you out of his mouth. Away from me. I never knew you. Regardless of how how much you talked about me in your daily life. You know what I'm saying? I still never knew you. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. That shook me up completely shook me to my core like if that'll make you straighten up I don't know what will (laughs) and all of this is in loving correction right all of this that that Jesus said it really was just a stern warning I researched a few articles on lukewarm Christianity and they talked about this message that he delivered in Laodicea I'll sign my sources in the description box it says that a lukewarm faith offends our mighty God and dampens our witness for him but still the words that came out of the words that Jesus spoke also came out of a passionate desire for us to remain united with him so you know he Jesus he wanted to correct these people that were lukewarm, but he still said it with with love because that's what we we're supposed to do, period, is just speak the truth in love, always. There's a pastor and author, Craig Gorsell, who said that Jesus desperately wants you to know him. He just wants you to know him. So many people believe in God, but they don't really know him, for real. And because they don't know him, they're lukewarm. That's just the essence of being lukewarm. You don't know God. Because the truth is, if you truly knew him, you couldn't be local. You couldn't be lukewarm or hard-hearted. You couldn't be, you know, doing this. You could only be with him and just completely devoted. Craig says, if you remain lukewarm, maybe it's because you don't know who God really is. And that's a hard truth to accept. Do you know God for real in your heart? Do you have a relationship with him? Are you connected to him? Are you talking to him every day? Like, Are you connected to the creator or are you just, you know, playing around? Are you wearing a label for the world to see that says Christian, but not really living as a true Christian in your heart, not really connected to the father in, in your heart. Being a Christian doesn't mean just simply believing in Christ and then living your life however you want to live it. Being a Christian means to follow him. It means to turn away from sin. It means to take up your cross and deny your flesh, deny yourself daily, die to self daily, tell others about Christ, right? And what he has done for us, what he has done for them, what he has done for everybody in this world, if they would just accept him and the free gift of salvation that is theirs, if they just accept it. So I'm just going to give a few, a few more points about how to know if you're a lukewarm Christian um, and how to avoid it, because I think that's a cool way to in this 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 segment this episode if you're afraid to speak about your faith with non-christians gotta do some self-reflection and i said this in the beginning but that used to be me i used to be really nervous and like just apprehensive about talking about my faith with people that were not believers and honestly when i think back i'm like "Mm, why was i ever scared they're not scared to tell me that they don't believe they're not scared to tell me their personal beliefs why am i scared to tell them about why am i scared to tell people about my beliefs you know what i'm saying i shouldn't be ashamed or fearful to spread the good news to spread the truth jesus wasn't afraid or ashamed to die on a cross for me i shouldn't be ashamed of spreading his gospel it's the least i could do is spread the truth you know what i'm saying and tell everybody how good he is because he is good i said this earlier as well but lukewarm christians they cherry pick the bible and manipulate it for their own benefit their own gain lukewarm christians are self-righteous we think or they think that salvation is based on good deeds Our good deeds alone, not going to get us into heaven. We're saved by grace through faith, not by works. Let me give you some Bible for it. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, um, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. 
Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. In other words, it don't matter how good of a person you are. If you don't believe in Christ as your savior and act like you know that's the truth, then what's the point? What's the point? Another way to know if you're lukewarm, you don't really want to be saved from your sin. You want to be saved from the consequences of it. When a dude cheat on his girl, <laughs> I don't know why I'm using this example, but while he cheating on her, he feeling good. He feeling good. He got up and went to do the act. He went and cheated, right? He walked on his two legs and cheated. He wasn't tripping. He wasn't tripping off nothing. He wasn't feeling remorseful or nothing until he got caught. You know, he'll be like, you don't, you're not sorry for what you did. You just feel bad that you got caught. Oh, here's another one, man. You don't listen to conviction or take heed to the conviction you feel when you sin or you don't feel it at all. If you don't feel your conviction at all, oh, that's a dangerous place to be in. That's a dangerous place to be in. But the good news is you're never too far gone. You're never too far gone to call on your savior and for him to pull you back, pull you back and grant his forgiveness. You're never too far away. That's the good news. That's the greatest news ever. You're never too far away. A few more. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really like expand on the rest of these because I wanna just kind of get through the, go through this list, but you live a different life on Sunday than you do the rest of the week. Your friends don't know you're a Christian. Mm. You would rather be accepted socially than reveal your Christian faith. That's a good one too. You don't read the Bible very much. Get in your Bible. Come on. It's calling, it's calling you to open it and read it. <laughs> oh my gosh. He wants you to read it so bad. God wants you to read that Bible so bad. You don't pray very much or only, or you only pray to God during difficult times. Mm. All right, I'm gonna expand on this one real quick. I said I wasn't gonna expand, but I'm gonna expand. Have y'all ever watched, have y'all ever watched a movie or a show where somebody got into a sticky situation and you know they're not a Christian, right? But after they get into that sticky situation, they're like, God, I don't know if, I don't know if you can hear me, but if you can hear me, please. Help me get out of the situation. If you help me get out of the situation, I promise I'll never do wrong again. If you only call out to God in your darkest moments, come on. He wants, to, he wants you to talk to him all the time. Like he wants you to talk to him all the time, bro. He doesn't just want to be the live vest that you grab for when you're in a terrible situation. Like he really wants you to talk to him all the time in your good times and your bad times. He wants to be there all the time. He, I mean, he is here all the time, but he wants you to call on him all the time. Just talk to him, have a relationship with him. So how do you overcome lukewarmness? The state of being lukewarm. Acknowledge your need for Jesus. Acknowledge it. Just be honest. We need him. You need him. You can't do life without him. We need God. And the sooner that, I think the sooner that we realize that, the better off we'll be. Step two, to overcome lukewarmness. Read the Bible and seek out sound biblical teaching. Because this, this is a lot of... Uh, teachers out here that don't really be teaching what needs to be taught and like the truth. So find the truth, seek out the truth, seek out sound biblical teaching, and also just stay in your Bible. To tie into that, listen, listen to what is in the Bible. Listen to the wisdom that God gives us. Prioritize choices that protect and honor your relationship with Jesus. So I kind of, that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, if you got to choose between going to a party or staying home and staying out of that, whatever's going on, going on at that party, choose staying home. Step five, choose God over everything else every single day, over and 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 over again. You have to choose him. You have to make a conscious decision to choose him. And, you know, as, as, as you continue to choose 
God's way, God's path, right? Stay on that narrow path. It will become less of a, of a, of a thing you have to think about. It will just become common sense. It'll become innate. You know what I'm saying? It'll just become a habit for you. Like, oh, I don't even, I don't even need to think about this. I'm just going to walk. I'm, I'm just walking with God, you know? Lastly, try to model righteousness. Righteousness? <laughs> try to model righteousness and love. Try your best to, you know, walk in the same way that Jesus walked. One of my prayers that I pray very, very constantly, very often is, you know, for God to help me be a reflection of Jesus. And I mean that in every way, you know, whatever way that I can look like Jesus, I want that. And that's something we should all strive to do. Be living, walking reflections, examples of Jesus Christ's followers. You know, I want someone to, I want people to see God in me when they see me. I want people to see, you know, Jesus in me. I want people to see Jesus's love, his peace, his kindness, his selflessness, his joy. If when watching or hearing this episode, you feel like you might identify with the qualities of a lukewarm Christian that I've laid out, that's fine. No condemnation. I'm not condemning anybody. I don't have a right to do that at all. I'm only trying to speak the truth in love, right? And if you feel like you need to make some changes, congrats to you for identifying that. And all you have to do is confess and repent. Confess to God the way you've been living. He already knows how you've been living, but just confess to him, you know, what you haven't, what's the standard that you haven't really been living up to and repent, just repent in your heart, right? And genuinely have a desire to change, right? And live for him and open your Bible, girl or boy, whoever's listening to this, just open your Bible for real and start start really diving into the word so you can know how God really wants you to live and you can have that direct relationship with him. God is literally waiting for you. And once you turn back to him, he will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. I have a prayer that um, I copied from, I copied and pasted into my notes from someone named John Bloom. I'm gonna say it out loud and I'm also gonna put it on the screen just so you guys can read it with me if you so desire, but it says, merciful father, make me hot, whatever it takes, whatever it costs me, give me the spirit solve for my heart eyes so that I may see what is real, believe what is true, treasure what is valuable and forsake what is worthless. And if you, whatever you need to do, if you need to pray that every single day, you go ahead and pray that. Give credit to John Bloom though, cause that didn't come from me. But yeah, whatever you need to do to, to, to wake up, snap out, of the trance as you've been in, do that. There's no condemnation for you. God is literally waiting for it. He's waiting. He's waiting for you with open arms. Um, no shame. Don't feel shame. Just turn to him. Y'all, that was episode one of Light the World. Period. How are we feeling about that? Did y'all like it? Because... I feel like it was a little all over the place, but it's only my first episode. Like, give me some time. <laughs> give me some time. I'm still a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. What y'all think? If y'all like this, please give it a thumbs up. And if you still ain't subscribed, girl, and you like this video, you like this channel, or boy, um, what are you doing? If you're listening on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Pods, or wherever else you get your podcasts, and you like this episode, please give me five stars if you... If you feel like this is five stars worthy <laughs> and leave a review if you want, 
Um, I know it's only my first episode, so maybe I got to get into more stuff before you guys, you know, really give me a 10 out of 10 A plus rating. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I loved talking to you guys and I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this episode in the comments below. So please let me know your thoughts. I love y'all so much. Thank you for listening. I hope to see you guys in my next episode. I will talk to you guys all in my next one. But until then, let's go out there and continue to let the world. Love y'all. Bye.